years ago, um, I walked through the door of Overeaters Anonymous on May 7th, 2014. So you don't have to calculate, that's about nine years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and the road has been long and winding. I, uh, in program, I have weighed more than what I weigh now, and I have weighed less. But thank God today, I'm closer to the less side than the more side, so I'm happy about that. Even after nine years, um, there's nothing that brings a smile to my face and getting on a scale and not having gained an ounce, <laughs> not a molecule. Um, I just got back from a cruise. Yay me. Yay me. I went on a cruise for 14 days in the Caribbean. I only I gained one pound. Yay. That's a miracle. It's a miracle. Um, I'll tell you, the road is long and winding. There's lots of life from the time that you leave the door and walk out on the main streets of the world. And for me, what the program has done is to teach me how to deal with life in some other way besides eating. <clears throat> now, um, they say that, uh, you know, the 12-step programs in OA uh, are a spiritual program of action. For a girl like me to say that I came in at an 11-step meeting talking about God and spirituality and finding a spiritual connection, and seeking a spiritual connection, you would think that I would not be here nine years later, but here I am. The reason I'm here is that I felt really good after I left the meeting. Um, and I did what they tell I did what they told me. I went to six different meetings because every meeting has its own flavor, its own feel. This inner group has a lot of hybrid meetings, online meetings, totally in-person meetings, meetings, meetings. You can, I mean, the COVID has allowed this intergroup, Skivvy, and other places to broadcast its message across the world. Uh, we have podcasts. Um, I'm hoping, am I being recorded? Yes, I am being recorded there. Yay for posterity. Um, whatever hope that I can share with you all. So <clears throat> I'm always scared. I see my nine-year chip up here. I told Sue, hey, I'm taking a nine-year chip today. And I'm like, the first time I took one of these, this for newcomers is uh, a chip for, um, I don't know, a chip for abstinence one day at a time. And uh, the first time I took a chip, the second time I took a chip, the third time, the fourth time, all the way up until the ninth time, I think, should I be taking a chip? I don't know that I have been, I don't know that I have been abstinent for nine years, but um, for me, I've had to broaden my thought, my relationship with food, my relationship with people. And I can tell you, I have been here pretty consistently as anyone will attest to nine years. 
And many times I walk through the door and I think this is the last time I'm coming here. I'm done with this. <laughs> but here I am today, nine years later. Um, I would say that my abstinence is the Goldilocks of abstinence. Uh, not too hot, not too cold, not too fast, not too slow. Um, when I speak with sponsees, I say, let's just keep it, let's just keep it nice and in the middle. Let's keep the emotions nice and in the middle. Let's not get too high excited about stuff. Let's not get too low and catastrophize. And when we get a flat tire, go out and put a slash the other three tires. Let's not do that. Let's just stay in the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. Stay in the middle. Be, be Goldilocks. <laughs> um, so I'm passing around a book that um, was me before I came into LA, but I, I was a, I was I was approximately that way. One of the pictures that I marked remind me of uh, you know Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Probably everyone here has watched that movie. Yeah. You know, when the uh, uh, violet blows up into a blueberry, one of those pictures reminds me of that, where they could roll me down the sidewalk. And um, one of the things that I've had to do is love that person in that book. You know, real change did not begin until I could love the person that I was right now, the person that I was then. In fact, I have a saying, I, one of my, my friends in OA here um, made me something from a phrase that I say often, and I'm like, oh, I started crying. She gave it to me yesterday. I'm like, oh, um, it was me trying to make a spiritual connection, and I remember some type of being, I don't know, in, in my mind at that time, it was a fairy, but <laughs> sitting sitting on my bathtub, but um, saying that I love you from the tip of your nose to the tip of your toes and everything in between. And so that's what my friend Trisha gave me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would, um, I do believe that um, learning to love yourself with all your flaws, uncovering them in the steps, <clears throat> examining them, reframing them, embracing them is part of the integration that it takes to even want to use other things besides food to cope with life. And that's what I always wanted to do. I wanted food still is my default. I really have to take a pause learn how to feel how that thing feels in my body that anxiety that whatever that thing is that i want to deaden with food i have to learn to have some courage to feel it and then i have to have some courage to put words to it to name it and then i have to have some courage to tell God, myself, and another living person about this feeling 
that bothers me so much I have to eat to bury it. So life is joy-filled today. Life, life is joy-filled today because I choose to make it joy-filled. I go for a walk. I'm not anymore trying to walk and calculate how much I can eat because I walk. I walk now to alleviate the anxiety in my body, ground it through the ground, notice all of creation, the green and the leaves, the joy of a sprinkler in the summertime, noticing the small things in life and in my daily life, pile on top of each other to make abstinence, to make me want to be abstinent, to not indulge in compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors. I am often known around here to give away gold stars. <laughs> and I encourage people to give gold stars to yourself. If you have a thing that you did that day that makes you proud, even if it's the smallest thing that I didn't turn into the donut shop today or I helped another person, make sure to notice it because I think at nine years now, and I encourage other people to do this, at nine years, I have my own history of success. I have to remember, I have my own history. I have my own memory. I have my own memory that I have, oh, okay, I have felt this way before. That feeling passed, good or bad, that feeling passes. And if I have the courage to feel the feeling, wait it out, tell another living person, then I will not eat to bury that feeling. And really, abstinence really is about one day at a time on top of the other. That's it. It doesn't matter who I was in that book that I'm passing around. It doesn't matter that I was up or down in my weight, only in that it's my own history to rely upon. Um, so, I don't know where am I in time, Susan? Ten more minutes. Okay. Well, all right. So, um, let me tell you about my cruise because that's probably like the that's the biggest food festival. I, other than the LA County Fair, that's probably the biggest food festival. If anybody's been on a cruise, they know. Um, and what I did, you know, early in the program, I had like a 70 pound weight loss and I had a specific plan. And um, really what it was, was one fruit, one vegetable, one protein, one carbohydrate, each meal, three meals a day. And, and that worked well. And um, that you don't have to follow my plan. In fact, OA does not support any type of plan. If you're a newcomer, take a look at the book. They have multiple plans to suggest or consult your doctor or whatever. But that worked for a while and then it didn't. So I would encourage anyone who had a plan that worked for them, re-examine it, 
if you see what part of it worked for you, if it, something doesn't work for you, put that aside and try something new. I have faith that you will find a plan that fits you, only because I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in other people. Um, so on the cruise, um, I did a lot of walking. I love walking. I was with my aunt who loves walking too. I got to observe her. She is um, she's very healthy. She's 20 years older than me. I am 59. She is 70s. Um, I hope I don't go too high because she would be sorry, <laughs> so 90, 76. I'm not even 59. I'm 58. I'm going to be 59. Um, we did a lot of walking. And I really tried to not have food be the focal point of my cruise. I ate, I did not diet on the cruise. I didn't want to hold myself out as this paragon dying, dieting on a cruise. Um, I ate, but food was not the central place. I mean, I've had many people ask me, how was the food? And I'm like, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, and it's, it really is a choice not to be obsessed, to attempt to try not to be obsessed because the obsession builds on the obsession. Um, if you're obsessed about something and you indulge the obsession, the obsession continues to be an obsession till it starts a little whirlwind in your head that makes you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It makes me cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So what I tried to do was um, just not eat too many carbs. <laughs> Although I did have dessert, that's my one thing. I do, I did had some dessert things and, um, but in the evening, I told my plan when I went on the cruise and I think I kept up on it is to do a lot of walking and to eat some vegetables. That was my, that was my plan and um, whatever else. Because I know for me, uh, in my regular life, if I let the vegetables and the exercise go, I am on the path to not being abstinent. And um, the path to not being abstinence, you not being abstinent and falling away from program usually starts like uh, two months before you get to that point. So you gotta be able to like, Look at look at the danger signs, and for me, the danger signs are having zero desire to eat vegetables and zero desire to exercise. I would encourage you to look at what's your danger sign. Um, and I think I lived life in the middle on the cruise. I had some excitement, I had some rest. One day, I walked eight miles. I think I'm shorter because I walk so much. <laughs> um, uh, that's how I lost the weight. I, I it shrunk. Um, but um, and then some days not so much. But I had my aunt is a good walker, and she walks after every time she eats. She goes for a walk. That's a good way to. And I said, uh, "Is this what you do in your normal life?" She goes, "Yeah." And I told somebody about this, and they said, "So are you going to start doing this?" And I said, "No." <laughs> Just because it works for her, for me, that type of thing, that type of rule setting becomes an obsession. I have to really um, 
be conscious of not praying to the numbers, the numbers on the scale, the number of steps that I walk, the um, the servings of vegetables that I eat, the calories, the carbs, the this, the that, the dee, da, 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 da. If I find my mind starting to become obsessed with anything, I have to stop. The obsession does not, does not end with food. It really could be obsession about anything. I'm a planner. I like to plan. And planning sometimes gets out of control for me. So even on this cruise, I'm like, let's leave some days open. Let's leave it open, put it in God's hands, and let's see where it goes. And I'll tell you that day that I walked eight miles was one of those days. And just being able to laugh and say, okay, this is the way. Uh, I was in Nice. Uh, we took a taxi up to Nice. We walked around all these little cobblestone streets and stuff. And I said, let's walk back to the ship. It's only like, you can see it in the oh, distance. Yeah. And um, so I we picked up Siri, good, reliable Siri. And I put it on walk, not on drive. And it sent us over the top of a hill with steps, steps, steps. Um, and I will tell you, to me, that was the most memorable part of the trip. It was not a shore excursion. It was a Terry excursion. And um, just to say, whatever it is, it's, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. This is in, it's in God's hands. And 